We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com live postgame show. I'm Trevor Lane for LakersNation.com. You can find me over on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane, on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. The Lakers fall to the Cleveland Cavaliers 116 to 102. No Anthony Davis for essentially the entirety of this game, just about AD uh, dealing with illness, uh, flu like symptoms. And so he was pulled from the game, was not able to return. And I think that probably changed the outcome of this game tonight the lakers did a decent job of staying close with the Cavs, fought pretty hard but in the end cleveland went on a run down the stretch the lakers couldn't stop themselves from tripping over their own two feet kept turning the ball over and uh the Cavs ran away within the final few minutes of the game unfortunately but still a lot to discuss here joining me is jeff spiegel jeff how are you doing uh tough it's it's a tough time for you all around given what's going on in major league baseball right now as well as what we saw in this game tonight. Yeah, we're not worried about baseball. I'll say that much. We're doing a Dodgers <laughs> Dodger Heads Live coming up right after this one, by the way. We're going to talk all the news. So you can join us. If you're not sick of me yet, you could join us over there. But this was a tough one. This was a tough one to swallow, as you said, Anthony Davis. Thankfully, just the flu. But it sucks to be without him tonight. And then for them to kind of hang around, but just not be able to get over the hump, not be able to get any threes to fall, not be able to get some of the secondary playmakers to step up and make shots when needed. It was a frustrating one, I'd say, for Lakers because they kind of teased you. I think we're yeah. all ready to throw in the towel when AD went out, but then they hung around. They had a lead in the second half. You started to feel good, but they just couldn't close it out. They end up losing by 14. Yeah, as soon as AD went out, and by the way, that, that time between when AD went, walked to the locker room and between then and when we heard what was going on, that felt like an eternity. Yeah. Uh, we were waiting and waiting and waiting to hear what is he hurt, what's happening here. Fortunately, it, it feels weird saying fortunately, but it's just an illness. He's got flu-like yeah. symptoms. He's not injured. It's not like he broke a, a hand or something like that. Um, so that was good. And But then from there, during the live show on, on playback, during our um, our live watch, we just kept saying, look, all you have to do is just stay close. That's all you're asking for right now. Without Anthony Davis, you're just asking that the Lakers can try to stay close enough to where they can maybe in the final five minutes or something get hot, go on a little run, and steal a win. That's, that's your best-case scenario here. Well, they did that, yeah. except it was the Cavs who went on a run to close things out and ultimately run away with the game. And the Lakers couldn't seem to get out of their own way, kept turning the ball over, making mistake after mistake, and that was pretty much all she wrote. I thought for the time AD went out, all the way until the last about seven minutes of the fourth quarter, the Lakers did a really nice job fighting, keeping the game close, and keeping themselves in the thing, but then just could not close things out down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, down by two points going into the fourth quarter, you feel pretty good about that. I was trying to find, I mean, they were tied with, you know, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. So um, they tied it again with eight and a half minutes to go. So basically from the eight and a half minute mark, on it was 92 92 they get outscored 24 to 10 in the last eight and a half minutes of this one um and that was obviously the big difference you know it goes to a five point lead there for a while but they hung around i mean it was 97 92 with seven minutes to go that was kind of exactly what we were hoping for but as you said uh just an absolute dominant performance by the Cavs and specifically donovan mitchell down the stretch well, Koa says, would have won with AD. At least we competed until the fourth. Too many ill-advised threes. No doubt at this point, Bev is completely useless. Thomas Bryant needs more minutes. You saw early in the game when Anthony Davis was on the floor, 
the Cavs' defensive strategy yeah. was send everyone at Anthony Davis and leave Patrick Beverly. That was their whole game plan on the defensive side. Whoever's defending Patrick Beverly, run away from him and go stop the ball from getting to Anthony Davis. They executed that fairly well, and Pat wound up shooting threes. Wasn't hitting him. He made one. What did he finish on the night? Uh, Patrick five. Beverly, one for five from behind the arc. So the Cavs' plan worked there. Uh, defensively, Pat, you know, he, he does a few things, but offensively, it's obviously getting around the league that he does not need to be defended on that end of the floor. So that is certainly a problem. Uh, Thomas Bryant needing more minutes tonight in his best game of the season. Uh, biggest opportunity of the season, too. 28 minutes, 8 of 12 shooting, 19 points, 9 rebounds. Pretty solid stint out of him, but definitely not the rim protector. The Cavs were going right at him. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. The Lakers... They hung with it for the longest time, but it was despite what uh, what they were getting defensively. You know, I'll have to pull up the NBA.com um, shot chart because, I mean, it felt like th for the third quarter especially, it was just run straight to the rim and everything was in the restricted mm -hmm. area, you know, seemingly uncontested. Obviously, they've got guys that can finish down there. And so, um, you know, you they probably feel pretty good about their op options down there. But, I mean, the number of shots that the Cavs made – right at the rim. I just pulled up their shot chart. I mean, it's dark green, literally right underneath. You can't even see the hoop yeah. on this graphic because it's just dark green there. Yeah. As soon as Anthony Davis went out, the Cavs just said, okay, that's it. We're going straight to the basket with everything as they should, as, yeah. as they should. Kyle Hampton said, perhaps I'm nuts, but this, for the circumstances, I'm not too upset with that one. Get well AD. Yeah. I mean, if, if, the, if the Lakers had finished the game losing by five or something like that, I think it would feel a bit better. And you'd say, okay, you know what? Without AD against a team that's expected to be one of the very best in the Eastern Conference, currently the three seed, they want to be yeah. in that Milwaukee-Boston mix. Um, that's that's not bad at all. And the Lakers, it felt like the Lakers were on the path to do that until the final few minutes. Um, but for the bulk of the game, you were pretty happy with what we were seeing out of the Lakers. It was yeah. just the last stretch there that really put it out of reach. And I think that will sour a lot of the opinion around this game. Yeah. Because of that final stretch, and I think the the work they did in the prior what two and a half quarters is going to get dismissed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's I, I'm I would be somewhat optimistic if I was the Lakers, um, just because you hung with in a game that that nobody expected to. Again, what I say, seven minute mark, it was still you know a five point game, eight minute mark, it was tied. So, look, if you had told any of us when Anthony Davis went out with four minutes left in the first quarter that this game was going to be tied with eight minutes to go. Every single one of us would have signed up for that. That felt oh, like best sure. case scenario. So obviously the last eight minutes don't go the way you wanted. That last eight minutes kind of went the way we expected the whole second half to go, you know, right. once things settled down. But um, kudos to the Lakers to fighting through. Now, I think the counter to what I just said is did Cleveland just play, play terribly? They didn't shoot the ball well themselves tonight. So mm -hmm. maybe the Lakers got a little bit fortunate to be in the game. Maybe it had less to do with them and more to do with Cleveland. I think you could kind of make a case either way. Uh, Justin says, there's no reason why Brown shouldn't start. There's nothing that Beverly does better on the basketball court. We play five on four on offense with Beverly. Uh, you indeed do. Uh, I pulled the stats on this, and I've never seen this before. But per shot attempt on cleaning the glass, Patrick Beverly is a zero. Meaning literally no one, it goes by percentile. So if you're a, if you're a 95, that means you shoot more efficiently than 95% of the NBA in terms of scoring per shot at that, or in, in terms of your position, it goes positionally. Got He's it. zero, which yeah. means nobody is scoring less points per shot attempt than Patrick Beverly at the guard position. That That's unbelievable um, in and of itself, although I guess it makes sense when you're watching the game, you can see yeah. that. Um, should that be the option? Start Troy Brown. He's I know he's your guy. Should he start uh, yeah. for the Lakers in place of Pat Bev? Yeah, just looking real quick. Beverly is shooting 27.5% from the field, 22% uh, from three. This is a guy who's playing almost 27 minutes a game. So, um, yeah, do with that what you will. Yeah, I mean, I like Troy Brown. Obviously, Darvin Ham. It's weird. Troy Brown's in the starting lineup for the longest time, and then tonight he's on mop-up duty, and a guy who played seemingly less than, than just about everybody else uh, in the rotation. So, I mean, I like, I like him. Um, I, I think there's a group of guys that once you get past Davis and James and probably Lo Lonnie Walker, I think then the Schroeder, you know, Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, Troy Brown, that group, I kind of throw into the same bucket and say, you kind of hope for the best that one of those guys is out there. So 
I, I like what Troy Brown brings because he feels like the one guy in that group that's different. Feels like he brings you a little bit more size, a little yep. bit more on the defensive end while still giving you a threat from three. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't get too caught up in who's starting and who's not starting, uh, but that's just me. I mean, on, on the season, Troy Brown shooting 35% from three, 45% from the floor. So um, for a guy with his size, 6'6", 215, it, it can play the wing a little bit to be shooting that well. Seems like a good fit. Yeah, yeah. Would like to see him get some more minutes tonight. Troy Brown finishes with 20. Patrick Beverly had 21. Like, I wouldn't hate taking six or seven of those minutes away from Pat, tossing those over to Troy Brown, and off you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, if there was a 6'6 wing on the market that was shooting 35% from three right now, Laker fans would be clamoring to trade for that player. Absolutely. That player is already on the roster, and it's Troy Brown. He's just not, you know, getting a ton of ton of minutes right now. He's I get to say 25 and a half minutes a game. Um, he's not shooting a ton, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's 100% free throw percentage also for Troy Brown. That's a funny stat. I'd wow. have to see how many he's I have to shot. imagine that's a, yeah, that's a small, small shot attempt, I'm sure. Uh, sample size there. Without AD, this comment says, Lakers have no closers, lost it in the fourth quarter. Should trade for a player that can help close games. Yeah, I mean, this is an argument for like, uh, like a DeMar DeRozan, right? With yeah. a game like this, you could have somebody else who could help see a game out. I mean, you're ideally hoping that Anthony Davis will be available more often than not. But yeah, the more I see this team, the more it's just you've got to consolidate some of these guards and turn them into wings. You just it's so imbalanced, and that's why you wind up with four guards on the floor and and poor Damian Jones out there with with four like four six foot tall guards running around him. Yeah. Well, I guess Austin Reeves is six five, so that's not quite accurate. And Russ is six three, but still, you've got four undersized guards and then Damian Jones on the floor because the Lakers just, uh, they're not giving enough minutes to Troy Brown and they just don't have that many wings on the roster. I mean, we saw JTA, Juan Descano Anderson just at the end there. They need a trade um, and hopefully they can find something in the next few weeks here. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Lakers probably would like to think that between Lonnie Walker and Dennis Schroeder and uh, Austin Reeves and Russell Westbrook, that they could find some sort of offense from those four guys mm -hmm. in, in a closing moment if they needed it. Um, but tonight wasn't the night three for 10 for Walker, three for nine for Reeves, um, Walker, you know, so it just, it, I think they have some guys on the roster that you don't want to be your number one option, but in a game like tonight, when Anthony Davis goes down and LeBron James only has 21 points, there's a couple other guys out there that you say, okay, Dennis, can you go get your own shot? Lonnie, can you get your own shot? Reeves, yeah. can you create something? And all of them were, you know, coincidentally bad at the same time. Uh, Ace of Hearts said, I shouldn't be angry at this loss, but I am. Biggest pet peeve in the N in NBA basketball is not attacking guys in foul trouble, i.e. Evan Mobley. Yeah, Mobley was in foul trouble, and the Lakers didn't do a great job attacking him. Russ went at him to get the fifth foul, and then they kind of went away from attacking him. Mobley actually blocked Russ uh, late in the game. To a degree, that's true, but you also don't want to go so far out of your way that you completely disrupt your offense. Although, to be fair, the Lakers' offense at that point probably needed to be disrupted because it looked like they couldn't quite figure out what they wanted to do uh, down the stretch in the game. So understand uh, that kind of concern. And yeah, ideally probably they would have gone at Mobley a little bit, if nothing else, because either you're going to foul him out or he's going to back off and give you an easy look. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think Mobley made a huge impact on the game. He wasn't like, no. you know, Jared Allen, if Jared Allen was, was in foul trouble, then maybe I would have been a little more aggressive going at him. Mobley finished with just seven points, 12 rebounds three of six from the floor. So I didn't, I didn't feel a big difference between him on and off the floor. Um, but maybe that was just me, but I mean, to, to their credit, the Lakers did shoot the ball well from the free throw line. They did draw a bunch of fouls. So kudos to them. That, that was the one statistic that they, they performed better in than Cleveland tonight was drawing fouls and shooting at the free throw line. Jared Allen, who of course returned from a five game absence just to play against the Lakers. Bruce says, hope AD is okay. Lakers fought hard. I don't know what everyone says, this team is screaming for a trade. We need shooters in a big AD slide to the four. I'm not ready necessarily to slide AD to the four. He's had so much. I mean, he's looked like the league MVP playing at the center position. So I think you have to take that into account. I think it would be nice to have a player that would give you the option to do that. Yeah. But I wonder if you still want to go after a guy who's going to make you do that. Like if you go get Miles Turner, you're committing to a lot of AD minutes at the four. If you go get somebody who's more of, they could start or they could come off the bench, then that leaves you a little bit more optionality. Yeah, the trade piece, the conversation around the trade here is interesting to me because I think you can make a case that 
on one hand, games like tonight are why you need to make a trade because then you yep. have a Miles Turner to Buddy Heald. The flip side is if they go and make a trade and, and you're as dependent as you are on a guy like Anthony Davis, who, if we're being honest, has had injury trouble, is that the type of team that you want to go all in on? Because if Anthony Davis were to miss considerable amounts of time, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner are not making the group that we saw tonight a serious contender in the Western Conference. And so I understand the need for depth, but it's also a reminder of just how dependent the Lakers are on two guys that are on their roster. And if those two guys are gone, you can make any trade in the world and it's not going to matter. Yeah, that's uh, that's just a... That's the reality of a three-star roster construction. Uh, Matty James, Master Lock Mitchell, also Ham for the closing quarter lineup. Why did he have no bigs on the floor? Terrible decision in closing minutes. I mean, Thomas Bryant was getting scored on at the rim. Yeah. Damian Jones, how much do you trust him in crunch time? He had some decent minutes here. I can understand that side of things. Looking back, yeah, you probably want to put a big out there, but I think there were drawbacks with whichever one that you that you went to. Yeah, they were tied with eight minutes to go, and and the the only time that he had no bigs on the floor was way earlier in the game. If I don't, if I'm not mistaken, they closed the game with two bigs. I mean, once the thing got out of hand, so I never felt like. I mean, I didn't think those minutes were great, but they were tied with seven, with eight minutes to go. So I, I don't, I wouldn't say it was this loss was connected to to lineups. That's just my. I mean, do you think so, Trevor? That was a conversation we had in the playback. I just look at the guys they had available and said. You could throw any combination of those five guys out there. If LeBron's eight for 17 and only going to score 21 points in this game, you're losing no matter how you shake it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I think big picture, the four guard lineups are, are a concern for me or something that you don't want to see too often. Um, and they, they seem to pop up consistently. But that being said, I don't know that the, you know, the, the rotation necessarily lost the game for the Lakers in this one. I mean, they had... You're down Anthony Davis. You're down yeah. Wendy and Gabriel. So you've lost two bigs on a team that already doesn't have enough. Yeah. That's I mean, that's going to be tough to overcome. Uh, yeah. Peanut Butter Badger said, I have no idea why they don't play JTA more. And can we get a deal for non-Bev and DJ? Get a shooter and a big. Look, that's ideally what the Lakers are going to find. That's what we've heard they're looking for is something with those guys. Takes two to tango, though. you got to find a team to trade with. But JTA... Um, don't you want to kind of find out like, can he give you something, especially when you're screaming for a, a wing? Uh, we haven't seen a ton of him this season. Maybe he's just really poor in practices. And, and uh, so Darvin Ham doesn't have a lot of faith in putting him out there. I don't know what it is, but I'd like to see him get a little bit more of a look just to at least have somebody with some size on the wing. Yeah. Kendrick Nunn getting more minutes than him. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No. Um, you know, and, and tonight, if there was ever going to be a JTA night, it would have been tonight. He gives you a little bit more size. He gives you a little bit more defense. And the guys that play his position right in front of him were all pretty terrible offensively in Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves. And so um, if there was going to be a night to give him some some runway, this would have been it. And yet he's placed three minutes all in mop-up duty once this game was out of hand. So it's pretty clear where he stands on Darvin Ham's uh, list of uh, on his death chart. Uh, Big Beach said, we lost our chance of winning as soon as Scam. He calls him Darvin Scam. Put that four-guard lineup out there. I just don't understand why he does that. It never works. I, I would love to see them go away from it. I think it's it's more it's harder to defend it if Wenyan and AD are healthy, and we've still been seeing that four guard lineup. So, I, like I get the frustration with it, but tonight, no Wenyan, no Anthony Davis. You're kind of put in a tough spot. You have three players with size, and that's LeBron, that's Damian Jones, who has been a DNP coach's decision most of the season, yeah. and Thomas Bryant, and that's that's really all you've got. That's hard to cobble together a lineup without going with four guards at some point. Uh, Ace of Hearts, Master Lock, got to be Reeves, Lonnie, or Darvin Ham. Uh, again, people upset with Ham. 
I, yeah, you could say, look, use Troy more, so at least he's your nominal four and he's 6'6". Six, six. Or use JTA more, he's 6'6". Six, six. Make him your, your four, so you have a little bit more size. That's fair, but I, I don't know. I have a hard time criticizing Cam for the rotations in this game when you're missing such a big part of your rotation. I mean, if LeBron is out of the game, the only non-four-guard lineup they have is Bryant and Damian Jones on the floor together, right? Like, are people considering Lonnie Walker a non-guard? Yeah, I mean, Lonnie is definitely a guard. He's 6'4". Reeves is 6'5". He should be a guard. But, I mean, at least Troy Brown, you can maybe call a a forward, like at 6'6". Same thing with JTA. You can call them forwards. Yeah. Um, JJ Ramirez, Pat Bev played way too much today. I don't know how good of a a help defender he is, just in the way. Sorry, not sorry. He did have a nice block. Um, (laughs) I think he... Pat does some good things defensively that don't show up in the the box score and the stat sheet or necessarily pop off the screen. Uh, but they matter a bit long term. But that said, yeah, look that he's not he's not providing you a lot on the on the floor. That's for sure. Yeah, you're not going to get some Pat Bev apologists on this show. No, Gabriel says Pat and none for OG and Anobi makes sense <laughs> for both teams since the Raptors lack shot creation. Can we do that trade like right now so that you <laughs> since, don't have to play against you, you tomorrow? The, since the Raptors lack shot creation, uh, Pat and none give you give give Toronto the shot creation they're desperate for. Oh my goodness! Yeah. No, they don't. But um, but do this trade now so you don't have to play against them. That against them, that would be ideal. Um, yeah. How many? Firsts, I don't see how many firsts if we had we got to include in that trade. If there's if there's a way you could do that and not give up both firsts, I think you'd probably have to. You probably yeah. have to. Uh, Mark Liebman said, Trevor seems like without Russ or without AD, Russ goes back to his old form, trying to push it too hard, playing hero ball. Uh, AD didn't shoot tonight. Yeah. So where are we getting? Oh, uh, Russ goes, Russ goes back to his old ways. Oh, Russ goes back. I read that wrong without, I flipped it in my head. I, I went, okay. Russ goes back to his old form and trying to push it. Yeah. That, that's fair. Um, but also, what what's the alternative? Yeah, right. Okay. Like you, if you're gonna win, the, if you're gonna have any shot at winning this game, don't you need Russ to kind of go nuclear and have a hot shooting night and everything? And you're not gonna get that unless he he goes ultra aggressive. Now, you can wind up with a bunch of turnovers and a bunch of missed shots and all of that, but you're probably gonna lose the game anyway. So you might as well say, okay, Russ, go go do your thing and and see and hope you get a good night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> I've I've been outspoken on my thoughts about Russell Westbrook. Uh, the last few weeks have not changed my opinion about whether or not he's an added value or subtracted value to mm-hmm. this group. Russell Westbrook was miles away from being the problem tonight. I thought he was fine. I, and I completely yeah. agree with your analysis, Trevor. They needed a guy to be aggressive. He was 6 of 13. That's fine. I mean, he had four turnovers. That's not great. But overall, I thought, you know, on the offensive side, which is what we're talking about, I thought Russ was fine tonight. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Pathura said, sadly, the Lakers played well for three quarters. They were very competitive to keep the game close as they can. Unfortunately, the last seven minutes in the fourth quarter where their momentum was gone, unlucky, move on to Toronto. Yeah, now you've got the second night of a back-to-back tomorrow in Toronto. All eyes on Anthony Davis. Can he get healthy enough to play tomorrow or not? I'd say that's very much in question. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye on some of the comments coming out of uh, the Lakers camp afterwards, see if Darvin Ham has anything to say about that. But I'd have to imagine Anthony Davis will be doubtful for tomorrow's game. If he was so sick, he had to leave mid-game in this one and then has to travel, has to fly to Toronto. I'd be surprised if he plays tomorrow. And uh, Toronto is just like they're they're getting healthy, just like the 76ers are starting to get healthy, just like uh, we've seen the Cavs got healthy. The Lakers are hitting these teams at the wrong time. The Lakers got all of these teams a week ago, a week and a half ago they'd be in much better shape. It's just unfortunate timing when they're catching these guys. Uh, Sealed Bean said, Russ, first quarter, did amazing until the second when he heard AD was out. He got restless and rushed. Seemed like after halftime, he calmed down. I'd I'd have to imagine that's got to go back to what we were just talking about. Like AD goes down and Russ has got to go, okay, then I really got to push down on the gas pedal and go, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a two-minute stretch when AD came out and LeBron wasn't back in yet in that first quarter. And so... Again, I think if you're trying to blame Russ for tonight, I think you're just grasping for straws. Um, There's plenty of times when Russ has been to blame. He wasn't awesome defensively. Mm -hmm. He did turn the ball over four times, but 
I could name four or five different guys that were far more detrimental to the chances of winning on the offensive side of the floor than Russell Westbrook tonight. Speaking of which, the Cavs were treating Patrick Beverly like the old Russ. Yep. They were, they, that was very clearly like sometimes there's a reason why you're so wide open. That was, it was so obviously the case with Patrick Beverly that that was the game plan for the Cavs was we are going to leave Patrick Beverly wide open and we're going to live with whatever he does shooting the basketball. Um, that can't be a good feeling too when, cause he knows it. He's played basketball long enough. He knows what's happening. He knows they're leaving him open for a reason. And, yeah. um, yeah, not great when you then respond by shooting one for five. I was say, keep, he keeps shooting. Doesn't seem to phase him. He he hasn't gotten the uh, the Ben Simmons memo that you just keep passing that ball, keep the yeah. ball moving. He keeps chucking. He does. He does. Uh, Senpai said, role players outside of Bryant lost this game. They need to target PJ and Ubre or PJ and someone like Burks. Richardson desperately needs shooting. Yeah, we talked about this during the game. This was a game where when AD went down, you needed excellent performances out of probably three or four other guys have to really step up. And instead, you got Thomas Bryant had a nice performance, had a, had a nice game, so he stepped up. And, and a couple of other guys did, uh, you know, like Russ was fine. Uh, Dennis Schroeder had 16. So you had a couple of guys step up, but then you also got subpar performances out of Austin Reeves, out of uh, a few other guys that were that were out there. So that's what really knocks you down is you have to have the entire team play at least average and like yeah. three guys really have exceptional games. And the Lakers did have a couple of guys step up and have exceptional games, but so many guys were below where they typically would be yeah. that it really didn't amount to much in the, in the total. Yeah. I mean, we've danced around it. I'll just say it. It's not going to be popular. Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves offensively were the two yeah. guys that the Lakers desperately needed to step up. And those two guys were six of 19 and zero for nine from, from deep, uh, you know, so those guys have been very good for the Lakers this season. This isn't an indictment of who they are as players mm -hmm. overall, but like, let's just call a spade a spade. They lost by 14 and Walker and Reeves who are probably behind LeBron. The two guys you want to be your next best offensive options. Maybe Russ yep. is in that group. And when you go six of 19 and 0 for nine from deep, like you can't be pointing fingers at someone else. That's not Russ's fault. It's not Schroeder's fault. It's not Darvin Ham's fault. Those guys had open looks. Like we're not talking about contested threes either. Like, wide open looks they couldn't knock them down it wasn't their night that's fine it happens it's the nba you move on with 80 out the margins get a lot smaller and the lakers came up short tonight yep that's uh that's what it is the margins are tiny with no ad on the floor ball hog sports as soon as thomas bryant started cooking ham subs him out and plays lebron at the five and russ at the four having them guard jared allen and evan mobley not the reason that we lost though i mean look that's that's certainly not ideal right but I can also say Thomas Bryant was pretty gassed. Yeah. Uh, you could see him out there on the floor. He's used to going 100 miles an hour for like five minutes. And he's now being asked to play 28 minutes suddenly. That's pretty difficult. I think Ham was kind of put in a tough spot there. Yeah, you're, you're just trying to buy like LeBron on Jared Allen, Russ on Evan Mobley if they switch. That's not ideal, but you're just trying to buy some minutes there where hopefully you can get through and stay even for like two minutes and then get another big in or something like that. Yeah. Um, Ham kind of had his hands tied tied in that way. He didn't have many other options to turn to in that situation. Yeah, I mean, you look at Thomas Bryant's game log, and there are some DNPs mixed in here, but as far as minutes played before tonight, 10, 4, 23, 18, 11, 23, and 13. He's averaging 14 and a half minutes a game yeah. on the season. He played he 28 that. tonight. So, um, yeah, I think, I think you were spot on, Trevor. Uh, Brian said, it's hard to see that LeBron doesn't have a second gear in the fourth quarter every night, like his younger days. Yeah, this is the fourth quarter was kind of where you kind of expected, okay, LeBron's going to get going here. And he just never really did 21 yeah. points on the night. Um, just didn't get going in this one. Like you, you kind of expected him to felt like, um, the quarter just kind of went by and we never really felt LeBron's impact. Uh, unfortunate, but you just kind of move on to the next one, right? I mean, he, it's not like he had a terrible game. It was just a little bit surprising that we didn't feel LeBron really put a stamp on the fourth quarter. Yeah, for LeBron to play 36 minutes in a game without Anthony Davis and in a game that was tied with eight minutes to go, and for him to only have 17 shot attempts, you know, four more than Schroeder had, four more than Westbrook had, five more than Thomas Bryant had. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, he was passive tonight. I don't know what the reasoning behind it was. He had 17 boards. Like, I'm not critical of his overall performance, but... 
he did play 36 minutes and only shoot 17 times. Just not what you're used to with LeBron. He was asked to do a lot when AD went out in terms of rebounding the basketball as well, though. Yeah. Um, this comment says, Lakers have the same amount of turnovers as their three-point percentage. Yeah, 16. Hard to win a game that way. <laughs> really hard to win a game that way. Austin says, when Ham made the LeBron of the five rotation at eight minutes, I threw the remote and said it's over. Mobley and Allen, and we only use LeBron. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a gamble. Right, you're gambling that LeBron's going to get hot from three, and you're going to be able to score enough points on one end to make up for everything you're going to give up with a lack of size on the other end. I'm in agreement. I would have gone bigger there, at least. Uh, but again, Thomas Bryant has been a backup this season when he's gotten minutes, and Damian Jones has been relegated to the bench. That's that's not a lot that you can turn to when both Wenyan and Anthony Davis are out. Yeah. Yeah, are they saying with eight minutes left in the first half? Because that wasn't in the fourth quarter. So, I, I don't know. I mean, Thomas Bryant was in with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, was still right. in with six and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And was You know, so Thomas Bryant basically played. He he was in from until the 445 mark, and at that point, um, the Lakers were down by six. So And the, the problems, too, were... The guards getting beat on the perimeter, which look, it's it's difficult to stay in front of Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. That's just, there's no getting around that. But the guards couldn't stay in front of anybody in the perimeter, and then they didn't have anybody at the rim that could contest, and that includes Thomas Bryant, who yeah. didn't even block a shot tonight. I mean, Thomas Bryant. We're not saying he had a bad game; he didn't. But the Lakers didn't have rim protection in there like they do when they've got AD. So that was really the big problem in this game defensively. It wasn't necessarily oh they just needed just needed to play Thomas Bryant more you still had problems even with Thomas Bryant on the floor because he's not a, a major threat to block shots at the rim. Yeah, and real quick, just to clean it up, it was with 4.44 to go in the game. Th Thomas Bryant got subbed out of the game. Um, and they were the Lakers, down. They were down six at the time. So they were down six. They cut it to five um, on a Dennis Schroeder free throw. Um, it was in between. So basically they were down five when that sub got made. They stayed out um, for a minute and a half, and then at the 3.20 mark they came back in and they were down by 15. So they're, they're down six, and they went from four minutes and change left. They yeah. were down six, and then with three minutes and change, they were down 15. That was how yeah. fast it went? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but they – I can understand Ham's thinking. You're down six. You're saying, well, I would rather lose by – if we're going to lose by 15 or we're going to maybe win if we put guys out there that get hot, that can give us some floor spacing, hit some threes for us. Let's try and do that and risk losing big rather than keep this lineup out there and maybe we lose by eight or nine or something like that. Um, they went for it. Again, I don't know that it gave them necessarily a much better chance to win, but I also have to wonder how much the gas tank of Thomas Bryant had to do with that. Yeah. Uh, Fathuris said, a positive thing from the game is that we were competing considering we were shorthanded without AD and winning Gabriel. I like Thomas Bryant's involvement off the bench. I just think he needs to work on the defensive aspect of it offensively he was fine defensively he wasn't giving you the kind of rim protection that you need out of a five yeah yeah i mean it was uncontested layups um i think i think oh, i saw 70 points in the paint for cleveland tonight so um I, that that feels like a number you don't see all that often in the modern nba no, no. Not a good thing. Jose Ortiz said, if this doesn't show the Lakers they need a Turner-type player, I don't know what will. 6-1 Mitchell was getting anything he wanted in the paint. A Turner-type player, sure. I think you really have to question whether or not you want Turner, who's going to log 30 minutes a night, and then you're pushing AD to the four quite a bit. I like Turner and AD together conceptually, but AD has been playing so well at center. I don't know if I want to break that rhythm. So I, if you can find somebody who can do those things that is more of a bench slash starter, more of like a six-man type that can be a starter in a pinch, that may be the way to go if you think that part of the secret sauce behind AD playing so well recently is him playing the five. I, th I just think it's something to be aware of and not just do the knee-jerk, oh my gosh, we need another starting center. And then you go commit $20 million a season, $25 million a season on Miles Turner and you're not sure if AD is going to continue to have this kind of a run if he's at the four or not. It's just, again, I like Turner and AD together. It's just something to consider when we're looking at this. 
yeah, it's easy to say they needed Miles Turner tonight with Anthony yes. Davis out. But to your point, the question is not what does this team need if Anthony Davis is out? The question is what does this team need when Anthony Davis is playing? And I think it's a fair point that maybe maybe they don't need a big like we've been saying all along. Maybe it's a backup, somebody to upgrade that Wenyan Gabriel mm-hmm. spot and sort of the key piece that you need to add is a is a wing that can shoot. Obviously, every team in the NBA is looking for that piece. So um, will be a little harder to get. But I think it's a great point by you, Trevor. All right, we've got Andrew says Pat Bev needs uh, trade needs to happen. Even something solid on D when he he we can't stop opposing guards. He has to be able to provide something on offense, and he hasn't. I'm in agreement that a trade needs to happen, but again, it takes two to tango, and there's not that many teams that are willing to trade right now. That's part of the problem. I would love to say, oh, the Lakers have five trades on the table. It's it's this this and this or this, and just they they need to pick the best one. That's that's not the situation they're in right now. So I know it's frustrating and you want to say, just do something right now. I don't know how many teams, if the Lakers called them up and said, I, I don't know, if the Lakers called the Pacers right now, who are what, like the fourth seed in the East, the Lakers called the Pacers and said, hey, uh, I know you guys just beat the Golden State Warriors and destroyed Steph Curry from behind the three-point line, but uh, you guys want to tank? We'll give you both first now. Are the Pacers saying yes right now? Yeah, I don't know that they are. So it's not just the Lakers need to pull the trigger on something. It's you need other teams to be ready to trade. Yeah. And and a guy like Beverly, you know, is probably, do you want to take back a bad contract like that, that maybe extends beyond this year in exchange for, you know, Mm -hmm. packaging Beverly and Nunn and Damian Jones and whoever and saying, all right, you know, we'll take a Terry Rozier type contract that extends a few years out into the future. Like those are the types of questions that the Lakers are going to need to answer. Mario says Rob needs to save Ham from himself and trade Pat. I mean, that's one way to make sure he can't play him. What is that? That's the the Billy Bean approach, yeah. right? Trade trade away Carlos Pena so that they got to go to Hatterberg, right? Yeah. The problem is Palinka was the one who brought in Beverly in the <laughs> first <right>. place. <laughs> Jason said it can't help feeling like the Lakers could have stolen this game without AD. I just don't understand this infatuated with Patrick Beverly. They they, they gave themselves a puncher's chance but fell apart down the stretch. I can't help but feel like they probably win the game with AD yeah. because of how close it was, but um, at least for the majority of the game. But yeah, the, the opportunity was there, but in the most important moments of the games, the, the Cavs were simply better. Yep. Hard to argue with that. This is, I mentioned this on our live stream. Uh-oh. DeAndre said, has anyone noticed how things go downhill when Russ rocks the baby? How do we get him to stop? I said that. I said, Russ, please don't rock the baby until the game is over and the Lakers have won. I don't know if it actually fires up opponents or anything like that, but we've seen this happen a few times now. He did it, I believe, against the Pacers. Russ rocks the baby, and that and disaster follows, and that's kind of what happened tonight. Yeah, not a good look. Not a good look to uh, to be taunting the opponent and then lose by fifteen. It's like when you dunk when you're down twenty or something, and, yeah. and you're screaming and flexing and all that kind of like. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, Ray, we need a wing like OG Ananobi, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, Jeremy Grant. Beverly, Nunn, Jones, and a first. You're definitely not getting Jeremy Grant for that. Uh, you're not getting OG Ananobi. I don't know about Dylan Brooks. Uh, I would imagine Memphis probably values him a little bit more than that, even though he is a bit of a chucker. He can be a good defender. And I don't even know if OKC parts with Lou Dort for that either. Yeah. It, it, those... Look, finding those guys is really difficult. Yeah. Dylan Brooks my guy, though. So shout out Dylan Brooks. Is he? Another Oregon guy. All right. <laughs> I know, not popular in this place but yeah i mean all those like those guys either play on good teams or they're worth way more than than that package that was recommended mm-hmm. that's the hard part like dylan brooks you know memphis isn't they don't they, they don't want any of those guys or the first round pick they're trying to win yeah so uh tom tom said schroeder and bryant proved you can count on them yeah they were both good in this one cole says beverly none and a second for boyan dj and a second for gafford i don't know if the math works out on that second one but uh this the first one there, Beverly Nunn in a second. If I'm the Pistons right now, I'm saying I want a first for Boyan. I know we just gave up Kelly Olenek and got Boyan, but he's been really good. He's yeah. been playing well, so we want to try to capitalize on this and we want a first. If you're only going to offer us a second, we're going to wait until the trade deadline because we can get a second at the trade deadline anytime we want. So yeah, I don't see the Pistons doing that from their side. No, I mean the interesting thing that I've I've kind of wondered is. The trade that the Lakers made to get Patrick Beverly, could they have gotten Boyan then? Like, because that trade Instead happened. Of that. Yeah. Like, I mean, did they have a choice between those two guys and they chose Beverly? It's... I doubt it. Okay. 
I doubt it. But but Boyan, maybe if if they did, then they went last crusade and they chose poorly. <laughs> yeah, which which isn't out of the realm of possibilities as a, as a as an explanation. It, it could be. It could be. Uh, Kerwin, is it possible we get a wing and a center while doing a small trade? I think we can only choose one. It's possible. I'm not talking about getting the highest quality players ever, but it's possible. You could do you could do Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Beverly. That's $18 million in, in salary going out. You can trade for up to almost $23 million coming back. You could get a wing and a big logistically. You could get it done just in terms of the math. Uh, again, you're not getting the best guy ever, but you could. Yeah. Dwight Howard. I mean, Dwight, we, we joked about it on the stream, but I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not saying he solves all of your problems, but no. you're looking at you're looking at Damian Jones and the way that these guys played tonight. And it's hard to believe that, that Dwight Howard wouldn't have been an upgrade over those guys tonight. Uh, yeah. Jones is not. I mean, Jones did a few good things out there, but he still has been a disappointment this season. Ace of Hearts. How long do you think 80s illness will last? I'm not a doctor and I don't even play one on TV. <laughs> I don't even know what was wrong with it. Did he eat just bad food for lunch or something? I don't. I don't know. Flu-like symptoms can mean a lot of things. So four days. Four days four, is the answer. Trevor. Four, four days is is the answer. Apparently. You heard it here first. Steven said, "Is it possible we can bring in Demarcus Cousins?" Uh, it's possible. They do have an open roster spot. My question is this, though: If you have an open roster spot and you need a big, and you can always sign somebody to a non-guaranteed contract and just waive them if a trade comes along, because that's the whole point of having an open roster spot is for trade flexibility, but why not just give Jay Huff a shot? Why not bring him up rather than bring in a guy who's 45 years old? Um, I don't know. I think it's worth it's worth considering, at least. Add him into the mix of guys. I'm not saying he's clearly better than what Dwight would give you or DeMarcus Cousins would give you or any of that, but Jay Huff has done some good things in the G League and I think is at least worth having his name in the mix. Yeah. All right, let's see what else we've got here. We'll get to the master lock of the night in just a moment. Salvador says, trade Beverly, none, and a first-rounder top 10 protected for Boyan. That's where you start to get a bit more interesting. If you can add some fairly significant protections to a first-round pick, the challenge is that it prevents you maybe from trading that pick later on down the road. But if it has to be a first, if I'm trading for Boyan, it's got to be a pretty heavily protected first because of his age. And I think he would help this team a lot, though, if you could get him. Yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Uh, Brian, more more trade talk here. Pat and a first for Kuzma. Man, could you imagine? The Lakers went, they gave up a first in the deal that sent Kuzma out to get Russ, and then you give up another first to bring Kuzma back? Yeah, that I'd still do it, hurt. though. I'd still do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kuzma answers Kuzma answers a lot of the questions that, that yep. we're asking about the Lakers. Yep. Shooter, uh, playmaker, and a, and a hustler on defense. Gives you some size. I like it. He also says none and DJ for Caruso, Lakers 2020. <laughs> Putting the band back together. I like it. Reese, I could have used Stanley in this game. Stanley Johnson, not in the NBA currently, but yeah. Yeah, that would have helped. James Bell, reporter, needs to question the coach about the JTA situation and why he's still playing Beverly when he's not doing anything for the team. Yeah, I'd like to see, uh, see Darvin asked a bit more about Pat's role and everything. And I'm sure he would talk about his leadership and what he does on the defensive end and, and all that. Again, the advanced metrics show he's doing pretty well defensively. Um, but the offense is awfully hard to watch. <laughs> Putting it nicely. Awfully hard to watch. Uh, Godley said, should we get Sadiq Bay? He's out of the rotation. Just because a player's out of the rotation doesn't necessarily mean a team's going to sell low on them. It's interesting, but I don't know. I don't know if you're going to go be able to go get him for what you want to be able to, to pay. Uh, Nico said, I still believe Heald and Turner is what the Lakers need. Hopefully we can get them both for Westbrook, Beverly, Nunn, Jones, two picks. It's a lot of salary going out. I think that might even be too much. Uh, but I love I how he's I just like, sending Beverly, Nunn, and Jones. Like just, those guys don't even need to be included. Just, we're just sending, you're taking them too. Sorry. Just, just take them anyway. We don't, you know, just we're going to add these guys into the deal just because. 
Um, Heald and Turner still with the Lakers need. How much better are the Lakers right now if you replace Russ with Buddy Heald and Miles Turner? I mean, I think I still think they're quite a bit better. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, again, I think there was a moment of, of humility for me where it's like, okay, Anthony Davis leaves and you can make any trade in the world and it's not going to help. And so, um, I like Heald and Turner. I think guys like that would have helped. The, I, I think the Lakers probably win tonight if they have Heald and Turner. I think it, we've talked about it. Um, mm -hmm. the thing that that trade does that maybe doesn't get talked about enough is mm -hmm. not just, it doesn't just raise your ceiling. It raises your floor also True. because you're seventh guy becomes your ninth guy you know your fifth guy becomes your seventh guy that type of thing and so i just like it if if we're talking about lonnie walker and austin reeves as as guys number six and seven on the roster instead of three and four i feel better about that so i still like the trade i i understand completely every argument that says don't give up both first round picks um but i, I definitely think it makes them a lot better yeah yeah, that's a fair point there about raising the floor as well. Uh, Damian Nelson, Beverly Nunn, DJ for Fournier and Reddish. I've seen a lot of people talking about Reddish. He's been out of the rotation in New York. I'm not willing to pay a bunch to get him. He hasn't been great, but Fournier if they're just going to give I, I wonder how much of it is because you know he's a clutch sports guy. That matters too, I think, as far as the Lakers' interest goes. Um, Russ and both first for Clarkson, Conley, Markinen. Wave JTA, go get Whitesider Cousins. The Jazz aren't trading Markinen. They're not. They're just, they have not, they're not going to be willing to do that. Um, and they like Clarkson. So I, I don't see that happening. But, uh, but that I first deal, maybe. Back either. Yeah, I don't think you want that to take his contract back. He's been, been hurt for a good chunk of the season, too. Uh, this one says, as soon as Russ rocked the baby, I knew it was over. That's fair. That's fair. That was, that was a Trevor concern. Trevor called it. Trevor called yep. it. Tony Chen, is Russ potentially our playoff Rondo? If he shows up big time in the playoffs, we'll say yes, but I don't I don't know. He could be. Yeah, is he saying it, is he a guy that's changing the narrative on himself in the same way that Rondo kind of did? Like Well, Rondo was pretty bad during the regular season yeah. in, in 2019-2020 for the Lakers, but the question was always can he step it up come playoff time? And then he did. Yeah. Um Russ has been solid, I think, for the Lakers. Can he become a big time performer in the playoffs? There's no way to say for sure until we see him in that situation on this team. Yeah. Right. Uh, Preston, in my opinion, tonight's game show why I'm pro a Kyrie trade, having that dynamic guard who can pull up spin jumper drive and one such a plus with the Braun and AD Kyrie is an incredibly talented basketball player. There's no doubt about that. The problem is all the other stuff and yeah. whether or not the Lakers want to take that on. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie, the player, nobody's arguing with you. Would Kyrie, the person, have been available tonight? Who, who knows? True. Yeah, that's that's going to be the challenge for the Lakers. The custodian said, Bev Nunn and a first unprotected and a second for Pirtle and Richardson. JTA Jones and Max and a second for Cam Reddish. Again, I don't. I think we're too obsessed with Cam Reddish. For He's a wing, but if you can get him at a low cost, I'm okay with it. But I don't know if I'm parting with like Max Christie and stuff to go get him. Uh, Pirtle and Richardson. I like Pirtle and Richardson. I think they'd be good fits. Um, unprotected first. Maybe I, I wouldn't instantly say no on that. Pirtle's a really good player and maybe he can be that 20 to 30 minute a night player that can fluctuate depending on how much you need a second big on the floor. Yeah. Real quick, by the way, I don't know if, if you had saw this or if you mentioned it, but, no. uh, Darvin Ham saying Anthony Davis had 101 degree fever tonight, tried to push through, but left after eight minutes. Yikes. Um, we'll get an update on Anthony Davis's status for tomorrow. They said, okay. So I would, I would say it's very unlikely he's going to play if he's at 101 right now. Um, that's, that also suggests it's not like he just had a bad taco at lunch or something like that. That I mean, you know, he's actually got the flu. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, this is, this is what happens sometimes when it's this time of year and you're traveling a bunch they are on a road trip. I hopefully nobody else gets it because yeah, we've seen that. That's what I was going to say. That's what I always like. It's like, oh, he has the flu and everybody, it's like, well, all right. He was, he was on the team bus <laughs> with right. all those guys today. So exactly. Uh, Matty James, if Stanley isn't on a team at the moment, why not sign him for cheap? They are not allowed to. That's why. Um, you're not allowed to sign a player for a year if the team you trade him to waves him. What would have to happen is someone else would have to sign Stanley and wave him. Then the Lakers could sign him. They can't be the next team to sign Stanley Johnson uh, per league rules. That's an interesting right. – the, the one-year piece of that is really interesting because it just feels like a guy – you know, like I understand why the rule exists, mm -hmm. but it's like if after a month nobody wants the guy, it feels like you're just punishing him. Unfairly. Yeah. 
it's it's because it's it's for other situations where players were yeah. sitting out a month and then just going right back to their original team players so who good. were good, um, who were other teams would have wanted are saying, no, I'm just going to sit out a month and then go back to my my team. I'm going to take a month off. Um, it wasn't made for players like Stanley <laughs> where maybe he'd have an NBA job right now if, you know, if this rule wasn't in place. And so that's, you know, it's unfortunate yeah. for him, but this isn't the scenario that it was, it was created for. But let's, let's finish with this, our favorite part. Master Lock of the Night. All right, the Master Lock of the Night, where we take the most annoying thing from tonight's game and put it in our good buddy, Chris, the Masterpiece Masters. Finishing hold, the Master Lock. Jeff, what are you putting in the Master Lock in this game? Three-point shooting. The Lakers' three-point shooting. Six for 36 tonight. Um, you know, you look as close as this game was. If we're talking about a 10 for 36 night, I think the complexion of this entire game is changed. They had open looks. They had chances to sort of build a lead, to take the lead, and they just couldn't do it. So six for 36. I'm going master lock the uh, the three-point shooting for the Lakers. I'm going to go with the lack of size on the roster in general. So I'll go with the, the roster construction. This is where not having enough wing help uh, really hurts the Lakers when you lose both Anthony Davis and Wendy Gabriel. They're just so thin at the yeah. non-guard positions. That really hurt them in this one today. Not good. Not good, not good. So master those are some more also. Somebody, somebody, somebody put the flu. I think we could master lock I like the flu that. too. Yeah, yes. Ma- master lock the flu out of existence, please. Because that would be an ideal one. Yeah, that might be even better. That's even better than master locking the roster. Master lock the flu. Robbing <laughs> us of Anthony Davis when he's been on such a tear. All right, everybody. Appreciate you for joining us tonight. Thanks, guys. Go catch Jeff over on Dodger Blue. He's going to be talking about... Oh, more fun stuff. The Dodgers and the offseason that they've been having. Yep. Make sure you guys go check that out and make sure you subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel as well. Tomorrow, we're right back at it. Raptors, Lakers, second night of a back-to-back. We'll see what the purple and gold can do. Till then, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.